0: Hello and welcome to Risk Chats with Affirm. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today we're talking with our current Affirm president, Daniela Datskowska, and she's going to talk about her initiatives for the year, her goals, what she'd like to accomplish. So let's talk with Daniela. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Okay, so today we are speaking with our current Affirm president, uh, Daniela, and uh, we want to kind of talk about her agenda for the year and uh, how things are going so far. So, Daniela, how are you doing today?
1: Thank you, Paul, for having me. I'm doing very well. I I am honored and excited to, to do this podcast with you today. And I'm grateful for everybody who is listening, and hopefully people will stick around to the end. I hope we can, you and I can, can share some interesting thoughts about the future of a firm for this year, and in general, uh, you know, thoughts about where ERM is going as a discipline. So thank you for having me.
0: Great. I'm sure we'll keep them entertained there. So um so again yeah so danielle you're the president this year we inaugurated you just a few months ago um i want to talk about you know what are your priorities i believe you have you said you had four of them when i talked to you before we'll kind of go through those and then we'll talk a little bit about just your uh your thoughts on the current state of erm and the government and some other things but um why don't we just kick it off if you don't mind just give us one, one of your first priorities there
1: Absolutely. absolutely. And, and maybe I just go, take one step back and go back to the intro because I don't want to assume that everybody, you know, who's listening knows who I am. So, uh, you know, obviously I am the current president of a firm, but I'd like to maybe credentialize myself a little bit further as it comes to ERM uh, because, I, you know, ERM has been my, not only my bread and butter, but also my passion Uh, for many, many years. I've been a consultant for over 20 years, uh, and very quickly into my consulting uh, career, I began to focus first on risk management and uh, risk and controls management in the era of sarbanes Oxley. And then my career evolved, and with the help of mentors and just wonderful coaches, I uh, landed in the area of ERM and have been been, uh, serving many clients uh initially commercial clients across many industries financial oil and gas pharmaceutical but in the last um, few years probably starting in 2013 I began to focus on federal government clients and began to build my network uh within federal government as it relates to ERM and that's also when I joined a firm in 2014 uh and uh those of you who receive a firm email probably received an email today on December 17th with three uh, quick clips from a firm volunteers, and then there I tell a little bit of a story. But um, you know, I came to a firm at the very beginning to not only learn but also to establish. Uh, network of people, like-minded people that that could support me, that could validate some of the approaches and thoughts I was building or helping build uh, for the firms that I was working at the time, as well as my clients. So I've been. The reason I'm telling you all this is because just to let you know, I've been uh, working. Uh, in and around ERM uh, for quite a while, and hopefully have um, uh, you know created uh, some lessons learned and some approaches and methodologies that that I am eager to share with anybody who cares to listen. Uh, but going back to your question, Paul, on on my priorities as a firm president, uh, you know I will be remiss to I, I would like to start before going to priorities. So first of all, thank everybody who came before me in in the leadership roles of a firm but also everybody who is a member today this is a hundred percent volunteer organization and if we wouldn't have members and volunteers who give so generously give their time give their knowledge and perspectives uh, to the organization we wouldn't be talking today. So thank you everybody for leading and being members of a firm. Uh, and I hope that I can you know, take us one step further a few steps further in the right direction this year. And so finally, to, to answer your question, Paul, uh, I have three main priorities that I want to focus uh, the association on this year. First and foremost, I think that is absolutely paramount for us to remain relevant to our members, uh, and when I say relevant, I mean in terms of the knowledge capital that we put out there, in terms of the programming that we're going to offer this year, and any other type of content, whether it's through quarterly newsletters, our weekly emails, or Uh, you know, various types of communications that we used to uh, reach out with to our membership, as well as some innovative ideas that that our volunteers are thinking about today. So that's my priority, number one, remain relevant, remain interesting, and a go-to place for ERM content and growth, professional growth. Number two um, priority for me is to Focus our strategic partnerships. We have a number of uh, memorandums of understanding, the more formal relationships with various organizations, as well as less formal but no less important. Um, and uh, GMU rooms. Our annual survey was Guidehouse. Um, Deloitte is supporting us with RIM's relationship, and and many others. Those are just the few that come to mind. Uh, Those are very important to us, and I think that uh, we can't do it alone. And, and of course, I will be remiss if I don't mention AGA. AGA is absolutely instrumental in us uh, bringing forward uh, the AGA Affirm workshop every spring, As well as during our summit, AGA takes care for a number of years now of a lot of the back office functions, so we're grateful for that partnership. And what I'm looking to do this year as number two priority is um, to really uh, understand all of the relationships that we have and understand where we can uh, find those and, and pick on those that could be Uh, beneficial to both parties. And again, going back to the fact that it's a 100% volunteer organization, we just don't have enough bandwidth to be able to be good to all people who, who, who want to partner with us and give back to all of those partners. So I want to focus those partnerships. I want to understand with Uh, Curtis McNeil's help, and I mentioned Curtis because he is our uh, outreach committee chair and is responsible for this area of association um, function, is to identify who those partners are and and really uh, work in, in making sure that at the end of this year, we can say that maybe we did one or two things, but they were most impactful impactful to our members, impactful to a firm as an association, as well as to people on the other side. So that's, that's priority number two.
0: Sure. And, and
1: priority uh, number. Not- well, yes, I'll, I'll jump
0: in there. Yeah. You no, know, I wanted to mention. Um, so speaking of that uh, I wanted you to know, we actually have a podcast coming up with George Mason about their chief risk officer program. So that's just like a nice example of some of the things that, you know, a firm member should be aware of and some of the strategic partnerships you know, education, and I know some of the Affirm executives are also adjunct professors, so I just think that's a nice example of a good collaboration.
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yes, GMU has been a good partner. Uh, When I joined Affirm um, in 2014, I know that uh, we held, uh, at that time, all of our summits on GMU campus. And, and uh, you know, they, they were very important to how those summits were running and the content that was provided. And this is a long-running relationship that, you know, bears fruit for many years. So hopefully we can continue there. Thank you. Thank you for that mention. Um, last critical priority. There are some others, but last critical priority that I see it almost underlines all others. It's the fact that, again, we're 100% volunteer organization, and the priority here is to refresh the call for action from our members to go ahead and become volunteers and also attract new volunteers. Um, I think, you know, given that we are on December 17th, Uh, here, you know, around the New Year celebration time, and many of us will be making uh, New Year resolutions, and I challenge you to maybe consider becoming a volunteer with a firm one of your New Year resolutions. Uh, I was thinking of a tagline, you know, what could uh, sort of highlight what I'm thinking and feeling about this year today. And I came up, you know, if I can paraphrase Mahatma Gandhi's phrase, uh, be the change that you want to see in the world. The tagline that I would like to have for this year, be the change that you want to see in a firm. We pay membership dues, we come to summits, we come to webinars, and all of that takes a lot of time and energy from those who, who create those events, who deliver content, who become speakers or facilitators. We are all so grateful to those people because they make a firm what it is. And, and again, I urge you and challenge you to please consider volunteering. Uh, we are going to be just as good as uh, our volunteers and members. You know, we're just going to be just as relevant as as the knowledge that those of us who volunteer can share with, with the rest of the organization. So that's my priority number three. And we're finding creative ways to not only entice people to come. I already mentioned the video clips that went out today in Affirm Communication. Some of them are very Touchy and fun and and hopefully enticing and I urge you it's about seven minutes if you watch all of them but I urge you to watch all of them, uh and and think about it and maybe you will find it in your heart and in your schedule to to give us a hint and there are other things that uh, that our um, uh, volunteer committee chair Irena is thinking about uh, w- with the help of some others on what can we do to make these volunteer uh, partnerships and commitments meaningful not only to the association, but also to the people who volunteer. It's incredibly rewarding, at least it has been to me and to others who I spoke about this topic, uh, and, um, and you know, uh, come and have that experience, come and extend your, uh, expertise to others and share yeah, and be a part of this association.
0: Right. And so question that, for you. Yeah. And so are there yeah. any, um, you know, major positions that are open and how would people volunteer for those positions? You know, who should they contact?
1: Thank you. Thank you. Great question. So, uh, the, the, the positions that are open are on the firm website and it's continuously being refreshed. Um, We have recently uh, closed uh, the programs committee chair position that will be co-chaired by uh, two of our volunteers. There are a number of positions open. Um, I don't think we have any more committee chair positions, but we always are looking for volunteers to help the uh, committee chairs. We're always looking for volunteers to begin preparing for the next summit, to begin preparing for the ERM workshop, Uh, with with the the one that we're doing with AGA. So if you're interested as to what is open, you you can certainly go to affirm.org and under volunteer, uh, you know, drop down, you will see the positions that are open. And if you don't see what appeals to you, then reach out to me uh, or reach out to the mailbox that is listed uh, under that section of our site and and we will talk to you. We will find something for you to do if you want to commit your time.
0: Yeah. I think we should add a podcast assistant, somebody to help me out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably we should. That's right. If you need help, well, let's talk about it. Absolutely.
0: Let's do it. So you said those are the three major ones. Um, now tell us a little bit about, you know, some other secondary, uh, you know, initiatives or things that you would like to see.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Another one that comes to mind that, that I think is very important is to understand what's happening in and around ERM and the broader world. By broader, I mean not just the federal government, but are there any uh, major uh, conferences or uh, organizations that exist at the state and local level, as well as on a commercial side. And some of those events and organizations were already connected to, like RIMS um but i want to make sure that we really understand that landscape and when we do uh we we become known to those organizations we attend those events we either have a booth or some you know some sort of a marketing uh of a firm to those organizations we also could uh provide speakers to those events and maybe ask for speakers from from those organizations, so I would want to to see more collaboration and more awareness as to what is out there beyond uh, our immediate audience and how we can, um, for the lack of a better term, advertise what we offer to the world and also uh, get the best knowledge from some others and enrich our relevant content for our members based on what everybody else is thinking and doing uh, about enterprise risk management. So that's, you know, talking about priorities, that's probably where I would stop because I also, again, being a volunteer organization, I want to be realistic and not overwhelm uh, the volunteers that are helping us this year. Uh, And I think we can be successful if we focus on, on these four.
0: Great. Well, I just had a couple more questions for you, and then of course anything else uh, that comes to mind. But um, you know, since I have you on the line here, I'd love to hear, you know, your observations, your opinion of what what you think the current state of uh, ERM in the government is. You know, where are we? How are we doing? Um, you know, just kind of since based on your work that you do, what are your thoughts there?
1: Um, I don't know if I am. Um qualified to talk about the state of ERM and the government, I think that the safe uh, qualification of that could be that uh, it varies, right? It varies on the agency, on how long the program has been in place in any specific agency, what level of leadership support, which I believe is one of the Fundamentals of having a successful ERM program anywhere is to have the right tone at the top and leadership support. So, I don't think I want to answer the question where we are as, as governments, right, um, in terms of maturity. But what I see, because I can't answer that question, what I see as opportunities and where I think they, um, you know, the sector should be moving toward is to gain that better appreciation for the uh, state of ERM at a government level, right? Uh, I think it would be helpful to understand, uh, to the extent that it's meaningful, what is the risk profile of uh, federal government, right? We do have a high risk list, which some may argue that that may constitute our government-wide risk profile. And it's a fair point. But I, I think that, you know, that could still be extended and in, in, uh, some of the ERM tools and accelerators could be applied to that uh, risk list, as well as some of the data analytics um, to, to understand where the gaps might be government-wide and uh, where are the learnings and how we could apply those to, to the organizations that, that still need to mature and grow. In terms of what I see on the horizon, I I know I will not you know um, discover new lens here for anybody. I'm sure that it's on everybody's mind. But you know uh, the topics of diversity, equity, belonging, inclusion, and accessibility, the executive president's executive order on this topic, I think it's on the forefront of every ERM leader. in, in every organization, uh, what are the risks? What are our strategic plans to be able to mitigate or manage better? Say manage uh, those risks, and um, you know how can we can we be effective? Uh, this has been a topic on on many agencies' risk profiles for a long time, but uh, because of some of the internal and external events that we're all aware of, I think it became even more uh, of a priority topic, and of course because of the president's focus on it. So that's one of the topics that I see has been um, probably more discussed than ever in this coming year. Uh, Another one is the climate resilience and adaptation and the whole – uh, you know, area of reporting on climate change risk. Uh, there are a number of regulations and again, president's executive order on this topic. Uh, this is an interesting area. I don't think that many of us, or at least, you know, people that I know and, and communicate with have, um, a lot of experience and understanding on how to define, uh, assess and how to manage this risk. So I think that focus will probably. Need to be most acute in this area, and a lot of learning needs to happen. so those types of things, right, and of course you you know our external events um that that lead to remote work and how to retain employees and how to make uh, work uh, meaningful and motivating. And how to create an environment where people can be productive while staying at home, what kind of support organizations need to provide to their employees while they're at home or when they go back to the office. So, of course, that's another risk uh, that, that I know many of the ERM leaders are um, you know, tackling uh, with as we speak. So... Maybe maybe I'll stop there, but those are the three that come to mind immediately.
0: Sure. No, I totally agree. And actually, uh, you mentioned climate-related risks and reporting. We just uh, did a podcast on that. I think it's one or two beh- behind this one, so I encourage uh, listeners to go check it out. This had some good conversation there, so that's absolutely a priority right now. Um, well, with that, uh, I think my last question for you is, you know – Again, I think it sounds like you obviously, your your number one priority here is remaining re- relevant. You want to make sure the members are getting the programming, the content, the information they need. Um, so what would you recommend if, uh, what's the best way for, for your members to engage with the firm? You know, wh- where would you point them to? And uh, what are your thoughts there? Uh,
1: I would say that, you know, the the safest way to start, if you don't know where to start and you want to learn about uh, ways to engage uh, or maybe understand what content we offer, it's our webpage, again, affirm.org. We have wonderful talented individuals working on that and updating it very promptly with, with new information. So I would start there and maybe explore some of the opportunities there. And always, always feel free to reach out to me, president at affirm.org. Uh, no matter how busy I am, I will get back to you, and I will get back to you quickly, and I will connect you. I, I, you know, we have a committee responsible for every aspect of the association, and I could be giving out emails for other people, but I don't have their permission to do that, and, you know, everybody has a bandwidth issue. So. Be, being mindful uh, uh, of that, I'm giving my email, and I will connect you with the right people, um, so that you know I, I take that first uh, impact and and happy to do that. We also used to have a feature. If you have you know a specific question that you have an ERM program or starting an ERM program, and and something you know interests you in particular, we had a feature that uh, was called Ask an Expert, and we had uh, a number of seasoned people who were uh, manning that mailbox and answering those questions. I haven't seen that feature for a while, so I would have to go back to uh, our communication committee and, and some others to understand whether we retired it or if, you know, if we could revive it, if we retired it, for what reason. But I think a feature like that is helpful, and, and I will advocate for some having something like that. Also, uh, come New Year, I have all intent to establish office hours. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out the logistics of how to do it so that it could be accessible by anybody who who wants to drop in and chat. But I want to make myself available for whatever reason. If you want to talk about how you think a firm needs to do things better or differently, or you have an idea, I want to become available, and we'll establish those office hours that will be communicated broadly.
0: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I uh, I know several of the uh, federal communities of practice do office hours, and it's really effective. So I'm happy to hear uh, you guys are looking to do that. So we'll be on the lookout. Um, Excellent. That's right. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's all we had for you today. I just want any final thoughts for the audience here or anything you wanted to just uh, encourage folks, again, to be, uh, be active members this year?
1: Uh, Paul, I don't know when you intend on airing this. Is it going to be before or after the new year?
0: I'm going to get it out there in December, so we'll get it out there before January.
1: Okay. All right. So I will be in time if I wish everybody safe, happy, blessed holidays. Uh, I hope that all of you can take some time off and recharge and and hug your loved ones and and have meaningful time with your friends and families, so that you come to the new year recharged. You come to the new year with, with new energy and desire to do something different. And whether or not you decide to volunteer with a firm, uh, we love having you as members. We appreciate and are grateful for your membership. Uh, come to our events. Attend events. Give us feedback. Please give us honest feedback. Uh, and uh, volunteer. If you can volunteer for summit, for any position that, uh, that is out there, we can also create positions. You know, it's not, we don't have an org chart per se. So if there is something you are passionate about and want to do, let's talk and we can create that area for you. So utterly grateful for uh, your membership, your listening to, to the end of this, and uh, hope to see you all in the n- next year.
0: Great. Well, Daniela, thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you, Paul, very much for your, uh, your volunteerism and uh, this great idea and for sticking with it and providing us with this content for quite a while now. Thank you very much, Paul.
0: Absolutely. And that podcast assistant, give us a call. <laughs> Thanks again.
1: <laughs> thank you so much.
0: That's our show. Affirm.org is where you go. Find all the podcasts this will be the last one of the year so happy holidays happy new year and uh you know we'll be back in just a few weeks to bring on the best in firm podcasting but until that time this is your host paul marshall signing off for risk chats with the firm